portion of your Mickey Mouse Club is brought to you by your friendly neighbor who bottles Coca-Cola. VIP listeners, you are now on the mark. We're coming to you live from the On the Mark Media Center. We have a great episode lined up today. We hope everybody had a beautiful Halloween, or should I say a frightful Halloween, Benny? At least a spooky Halloween. Or a spooky one, that's right. How was yours? Mine was good. Uh, Actual Halloween, I didn't do too much. You know, kind of kept it basic, didn't do much of anything but you celebrated more the day before I was you celebrated say, mischief night yes Big i time. had a hell of a mischief night that's what i was just gonna say and you it, were out there at the bar uh, with chucky yes yes chucky was doing his thing on the mark mascot oh uh, he was dragging me it. around town man i think i hit four or five spots that night with and, him and what'd you say uh had to be dozens and dozens of new vip listener subscribers Absolutely. now oh people were fascinated by it couldn't stop taking pictures with them people loved it man okay very cool it really fit uh, i'll say this if you're gonna go out mischief night or halloween walk around with the chucky doll it works it plays why wouldn't it i know maybe getting closer to christmas we'll put a santa claus hat on him yeah why not so this is the reason i'm kind of excited about this episode it was just halloween we're transitioning now into thanksgiving And Mickey Mouse is a part of both holidays. For Halloween, people dress up as Mickey Mouse or Minnie Mouse Mm -hmm. or Goofy or Donald Duck. Sure. And then on Thanksgiving, you know, Mickey Mouse is like the honoree, the the host Mm -hmm. of the ABC Philadelphia Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah. Now, with that being said, this is Mickey Mouse's 90th birthday. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And on this episode, we are going to be detailing and analyzing the history of Mickey Mouse. So, folks, we're glad you're tuning in. We're glad you're with us. We're having a fun time with this one, and we really hope you had a great Halloween, and it's going to be a good Thanksgiving. And, and Benny, you know that Thanksgiving on the Mark episode's right around the corner, too. And we love doing that. Absolutely. Gobble, gobble, man. That, I'm excited for that one. That's one of our favorite episodes every year. Absolutely. Now, you don't know much about Mickey Mouse, Benny. So no, I've never been a huge Disney guy. Right. And I think that's one of the reasons why you're kind of enjoying, you know, you enjoy doing some research for this episode. And one of the reasons you're going to enjoy you know, helping me break this down. Well, I'm sure a few VIP listeners don't know some of the things that we're about to tell them either. That's right. That's right. So, gang, in on-the-mark fashion, we will now be breaking down the history of Mickey Mouse. (laughs) Mickey was created in 1928 at the Walt Disney Studios by Walt Disney and Oob Iwerks. That name freaks me out. have no way to know if I'm saying that name right, but it is what it is. I don't think many people know Ibe as a household name. Yeah. The guy's name is insane, but hey, they say crazy people invent the most brilliant things. Yeah, no doubt. Now, we all know Mickey's iconic red shorts, yard, large yellow shoes, and white gloves. Many would say Mickey Mouse is one of the world's most recognizable characters. Maybe the most. Some have gone to say 
In fact, I believe a, a university did a study that Mickey Mouse was more recognizable globally than Santa Claus. Now, what many of you may not know, Mickey was created as a replacement for a prior Disney character, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Now, if you look up an image of Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, you will see a ton of similarities to Mickey Mouse. And Benny, on this show before, we have talked about how iconic the rabbit is sure. in American, you know, art and cartoons and marketing. It was almost more iconic. Than the mouse. Yeah? Yeah. I think they should have kept Oswald. Oh, he's cool looking, too. Yeah. You guys got to pull up a picture of him. I don't think they should have gotten rid of the guy. Right. Oh, I totally agree. Maybe just make him more of a background guy. I totally agree. So Mickey first appeared... In a short film in 1928, Steamboat Willie. And this was one of the first sound cartoon movies ever made. He went on to appear in over 130 films. He was all the craze in the 1930s. 1935, he was in the band concert. 1938, The Brave Little Taylor. And 1940... Fantasia, which is very popular to this day, and a show when you go to Disney World. Yeah, classic. Maybe my favorite Disney I love movie. that hat he wears. Yeah. That wizard hat. Oh, yeah. In fact, when I went to Disney World, I bought one of those. Oh, and I love the music. It, it's good, man. Yeah, it's got a nice vibe. Yeah. And Fantasia breached into urban fashion when it was on the iceberg sweaters... The Fantasia Mickey Mouse Iceberg Sweater was one of the most coveted and expensive iceberg sweaters there were. Little known fact there. Little tidbit for you. Yep. Now, for a long time, Mickey was primarily in short films. But ten of his cartoons were nominated for Academy Award Best Animated Films. As early as 1942. Because of this, in 1978, Mickey became the first cartoon character to have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. God bless. Now, I love I love cartoons, Benny. Yeah. I'm a cartoon guy. I'm with you. I've always liked cartoons also. I'm a, a Mickey Mouse guy. I'm a Bart Simpson guy. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I love cartoons. You have a ton of iconic cartoons. You know, obviously grew up watching cartoons, but I still watch some cartoons. Yeah, if, it, if it's the right kind of thing where you just kind of fall into it, you'll leave it on and let it ride on the TV. Absolutely. And you know, there's some classic movies. Obviously, Roger Rabbit, which is our film. And we will be touching on that later. Absolutely. But also like a Space Jam I just watched again the other day. Of course. Yeah, no, of all course. sorts of ones. Now, back to Mickey. He had a television series that many of us grew up on and many of us remember, The Mickey Mouse Club, which ran from 1955 to 1996. I mean, that's one hell of a run. That's yeah, one they produced, hell of a run. They produced some stars, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's what I like so much about uh, Mickey Mouse. I like his crew uh-huh. and, you know, things that, you know, they've given birth to. His wife, Minnie Mouse. Uh Uh-huh. His pet dog, Pluto. 
of course. His friends, Donald, Duck, and Goofy. Mm-hmm. And his nemesis, Pete. I'd like to go back two seconds okay. and point out something I don't even know if I've ever thought of before. Okay. But how funny it is that a mouse has a pet dog. Because a dog is so much bigger than a mouse in real life. Yeah, it's... It's, Even in the cartoons, it kind of bigger than Mickey. I now believe. let me take it a step back. It kind of goes to what I said: the craziest people, who could conjure up the craziest things, always seem to invent tremendous stuff. Yeah, and trust me, I get the artistic, you know, vision and creativity, where you can make a mouse bigger than a dog and whatnot. I just find it a, a little funny thinking about it. Oh, it, it's outrageous. If you really want to break it down. Yeah. Now, Mickey Mouse's original name was going to be Mortimer Mouse. But Walt Disney's wife told him that Mortimer sounds a little too snobby, a little too high-end. Yeah. The common folk can't, you know, appreciate it as much. And it made me think one of our favorite movies Trading Places oh I love where it. one of the old, ma- old old guys who placed the bet his name was Mortimer yeah no love that it is a high end name Mortimer yeah and then he can go with Mort yeah yeah so they said alright we're gonna go with Mickey and then years later actor Mickey Rooney Claimed he inspired the name, and they they basically named Mickey Mouse after him. Outrageous. He says he met Walt Disney at the Warner Brothers studio, and that, you know, Disney was inspired to name Mickey Mouse after him. I'm not sure how I'm not sure how that one is going to work, how that one's going to play out. And that claim has been debunked, but who knows? I mean, look, crazier things have happened. Listen, Mickey Rourke... He's had a hell of a... Uh, Not Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rooney. <laughs> Either one. They've had some time, man. Oh, man. If it was named after Mickey Rourke, we'd really be in trouble. I love Mickey Rourke. Now, our old friend Oob Iwerks designed Mickey's body out of circles in order to make the character simple to animate. Mickey's circular design, of course, you would notice in the ears. And eventually his ears became an unofficial trademark for Disney. Yeah. I found this kind of funny. Each of Mickey's hands only have three fingers and a thumb. Disney didn't want to give it the the five digits, as they say, for for the hand, because Walt Disney felt like it looked like a bunch of bananas. And, economically speaking, financially speaking, having an extra finger in each of the 45,000 drawings that make up a six and a half minute movie short saved the studio millions of dollars. Which is insane. But it makes sense at the same time. Yeah, going back to that era when they made cartoons like that, Mm -hmm. it makes total sense. I know. I could see... And not necessarily them looking like a bunch of bananas. I wouldn't think of that. But it just being too much, especially with the glove, which is already puffy yeah. and already larger than a hand. Yeah. I could see an extra one just being too much. Okay. Now let me tell you this. You know why he wears white gloves? Why? 
because when they made cartoons back in this time, the for, for the people watching on TV or on the big screen, rather, on the big screen, the black hands against the black body, you know, you wouldn't yeah, be able to in. see. Yeah, so they had to make the white gloves so you could see the hand motions. See, I thought it was a carryover from Mortimer, that uh, rich, snobby mouse, where he would go into a room with his white gloves and rub, you know, a, a uh, ledge somewhere yeah. and then yell at his butler or maid that he has all this well, dust. Well, that could be something deep down in their sub, you know, like that they did without even thinking about sure. it. So yeah, that's, that's real speculation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, no, let me throw this at you right. real quick. Do bunches of bananas always come in fives? Because I'm not a banana guy, but I feel like you could have a bunch of bananas with four. Wait, am I wrong? Yeah, it's a great point. Why uh, would it look at, why would it Four not look like bananas to you, but five looks like bananas. <laughs> right. I don't know. Side note. He was probably just, you know, using his... Imagination. Yeah. He was an imaginative guy. And also his power. He kind of said, ah, you know, I don't like how that looks. Sure. You know, he wasn't giving too much thought into what yeah, it looked yeah. like. It just reminds me of this. Yeah. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Let's tweak it. Sure. Now, the White Gloves Gang. The White Gloves are also on many other cartoon characters. Such as Bugs Bunny, Woody the Woodpecker, Mighty Mouse, and Mario. Mm. So check out what that led to. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, these are little things you don't realize. Well, it's probably one of those things because of the way Mickey, they did it for Mickey because of how they thought it would look better on the screen. One of those, it just kind of becomes a rule where like, hey... You throw some white gloves on your cartoon. It's going to look better. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, and I think it does. I like the look. And those gloves are iconic, and they're used on clothing and all today. Sure. Like, people make spoof-type shirts. Yeah, you know, yeah. big clothing companies. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like I told you, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, Mark. That, that's right. We learned so, you that, know. We learned that on our— uh, I could see most... these up-and-comer cartoonists having been inspired by Mickey Mouse forever— and so they naturally have that, and they want to throw some white gloves on it as an homage. Yeah, yeah. Paying homage. Homage, homage, I don't know. Whatever that word is, Mark. No, you're, if, I would say you're spot on there. It falls right into uh, our good old friend Ida or whatever. Ood. Oob. Oob, there we go. <laughs> Oob, our old friend Oob. Oob Iwerks. Our the, old friend Oob. The creator of Mickey Mouse that nobody remembers. Paying homage to Oob. Now you got to remember, when Mickey first started up until about 1935, all these cartoons were black and white. Sure. Mickey's dog Pluto made his first appearance in 1931. Good. Love Pluto. He might be my favorite. Of the all, all the Disney characters. Yeah, he's big time. Big fan. Yeah. Now, one of the reasons we don't mention or hear about Oob Iwerks, the last film he animated with Disney was in 1930. Well, okay. He's been out of the game for a little. But he won many, many Academy Awards. Well, good for Oob. I'm sure he still got... When the Academy Awards meant something, of course. When it was a real award. I'm sure Oob financially made out the way disney wound up i'm sure they 
they made sure Oob was taken care of. Oob died in 1970, but that would be enough time to get say. rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah no doubt. There's I mean, plenty that's... of time for Walt to take care of Oob. Uh, it's, it's 15 years of the Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. The movie started in 1928. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. I'm sure they're going to make a movie soon, Walt and Oob. In fact, Benny, I want you to pull up Oob Iwerks' net worth. As Benny's looking up Oob Iwerks' net worth, little interesting tidbit many of you may not know. By 1938, the more charismatic Donald Duck was passing Mickey in popularity. Walt Disney did not want to see this happen, so he redesigned Mickey Mouse and regained him to peak popularity in 1940 with Fantasia. In in the 1950s, Mickey became more known for his appearances on television with the aforementioned Mickey Mouse Club, but many of his cartoons were re-released as television series, such as um, Mickey's Christmas Carol and, uh, and The Prince and the Pauper. So when they were typically shown, they were shown in movie theaters before a feature film was played. Now they were being showed on TV in the 50s. And really, this is 20 years later, Mm -hmm. which is fascinating. Because 20 years is a long time. And Mickey hasn't... So now at this point, what I'm trying to explain to you guys, Mickey's been around for 22 years, and he's not even at his peak popularity yet, Benny. Yeah. See how long things take, guys? It's crazy. See how long things take? Yeah. Benny, it looks like you got Ubi Works net worth. I do. And for the record, his original name, birth name, oh, was it's Alice. Even weirder. Alice. Yeah, it's a girl's name. Yeah. But <laughs> Alice did quite well for himself as he his net worth today would be worth roughly sixty two million. Okay. Yeah. You know, we gotta keep in mind he died in nineteen seventy. Um, and the uh, entertainment industry money wasn't what it was in his era. Still good, of course. Yeah. And he was still a comfortable guy. I know he died in Burbank, California, which is a beautiful, beautiful area. Um, but he was just fine. Oob did just fine for himself. Yeah. Well, it seems like his son was a Disney legend himself, Don Iwerks. Yeah. Yeah. A guy we're very familiar with. Yeah. Or then he was also a grandfather to documentary film producer Leslie Iwerks. So, you know, it seems like the family has done done quite well for itself in the entertainment industry. Yes. Now, throughout the decades, Mickey Mouse competed with Warner Brothers' Bugs Bunny for animated popularity. But in 1988, when Bob Zemeckis... And Disney released Who Framed Roger Rabbit, one of our favorites. Disney and Warner Brothers signed an agreement stating that each character had the same amount of screen time in the scene. So Mickey Mouse made a very cool cameo at the end with Bugs Bunny in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Very cool. Historic. Historic. Similar to his animated inclusion in Roger Rabbit, Mickey also made a featured cameo appearance in the 1990 television special The Muppets at Walt Disney World, where he met Kermit the Frog. 
the 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 two are established in the story as as having been longtime friends. Yeah, which sure. I love. Well, how could they not be? Sure. Now, fourteen years after that television schedule special, the Muppets were purchased by the Walt Disney Company. Yeah, they in were in two thousand and four. Disney's all about purchasing historic franchises, man. Star Wars. Star Wars. The Muppets. Muppets. All sorts of shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. You know, and we can't forget about DuckTales either. I uh, love DuckTales. You know, that was an iconic cartoon. Yeah, that was one of my favorites growing up. Mickey was voiced by Walt Disney from 1928 to 1946. And according to sources, Walt took a lot of pride in getting that voice on point. But because he became too uh, too busy with the studio dealings, he didn't have time to do the voice. Well, sure. But also, keep in mind, that's after doing it for 20 years. Yeah. But... You know, See how long things take? It does, but that's also, you know, obviously when he's growing it, even after it was a hit, you know, he's reinvesting it into the amusement parks and all of that stuff. So think about how much you would have to pay somebody to have done that voice. And if they're not doing it up to your standard, your whole brand's going to take a hit. So it's one of those things for 20 years, you can't trust somebody with this big child of yours that you know is going to allow you to grow to crazy levels. Yeah, I would absolutely have to agree with that statement. He's He was wearing many hats. And 20 years into the thing, he said, all right, this is one hat I could take off now yeah. and hand down to a paid voiceover. Absolutely. You know, somebody does this as a profession. You can trust you have enough people overseeing everything that you can trust that the voice will be perfect and it won't hinder the brand at that point but for those first 20 years it's delicate yes it's very delicate and so, one wrong move yep it's can a, tear the whole thing down it's a domino effect yeah you allow something as simple as mickey mouse's voice to get slightly altered even if you can then jump back in the studio and fix it if people have already heard it fucked up it, it takes some of that away. Yes. How many of these famous cartoons have we heard a character's voice change? Now, it's one thing after the first season. Maybe they replace somebody or change the way they talk. And okay, when you revisit those episodes, you can understand that. But think about the ones that after three, four, five seasons, then they change? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, o- like, it's odd. Yeah. It, it's terrible. Yeah. I want to. It's a marketing nightmare, really. I want to think Doug. Uh, is the one that stands out in my mind as that. And I love Doug. And then out of nowhere, they brought in a new director, new actors for The Voice, and everything was just slightly different. And it, and if you revisit those episodes, they're not as good. Absolutely. Uh, it's a it's a branding thing. It's a, uh, it's a marketing thing. Uh, it's the purest, you know, just to keep the entertainment pure, mm-hmm. in a sense. Yeah. Not to overstate it, but yeah. that's kind of what it is. Sure. So 20 years, he set the standard and handed the voiceover. Absolutely. And because he was such a visionary, 
that he wasn't he didn't want to settle for what the success that he had already achieved he was able to envision all these theme parks and all this international glory of his products to the point that like you said he just didn't have the time to handle those voices anymore he had to put his talents into growing everything to match his vision now here's a fun little tidbit gang mickey mouse we all know disney and merchant merchandising that all started with mickey mouse their first venture in merchandising oh this is great was with watches mm. because why mickey mouse's iconic hands sure what are on what's on a watch yeah, yeah, hands yeah. on the watch that's gold absolute gold the ingersoll watch company 1933 unbelievable yeah those are classics people still wear them today. the first mickey watch was sold in chicago for three dollars and 75 cents which is the equivalent of about 71 dollars today hmm. kind of cool yeah and i'll tell you what i'm sure it could probably sell for about 3.5 million now and when i was in grade school when i was in the fourth grade i had a mickey mouse pocket watch okay swear to god yeah you grow up in the 1930s <laughs> i might as well have yeah. the way i think <laughs> and people would say why are you wearing that chain because it was a sterling silver yeah. chain on with the pocket watch you know why are you wearing that chain on your pants so it's not a chain it's uh, a pocket watch <laughs> so it was cool <laughs> this was before the times of carrying around Cell an phones. iphone yes, yes. carrying around all the other nonsense we carry around sure so it might as well have been 1933. Yeah. Compared no, I to... I hear it. Yeah. Feels like it. What was it? 1997? I was going to say 93-ish. Like something like that. I don't know. But I I was always... How old were you when you first went to Disney World? I want to say I was brought when I was very young. I want to say like a year old, maybe even less. I know I there was a Florida trip. I'm a February baby. Mm-hmm. I know there was a Florida trip for spring training. Which is in February. Yeah. So I might have just been. A, I don't know if they brought me to Disney then or they waited a year or two, but I was don't the definitely NRN young. Angels play there or the uh, Los Angeles Angels? Isn't there a spring training in Disney World? No, the Braves. Oh, that's right. You know why I thought the Angels because their ballpark sure. is so close to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. I'm sorry. So you were young. You went down for. A Disney World trip? Uh, uh, yeah, I definitely got brought down multiple times when I was very young. Uh, I'd probably say around 10-ish is when I stopped going on these, maybe not yearly, but at least bi-yearly trips to Disney. Yeah. I also, growing up for the first five to eight years, had some grandparent in Florida or some relatives of some kind in Florida uh, and then I believe they passed away around that time. So gotcha. the trips down there became fewer. Gotcha. Just naturally. Yeah, I went down when I was about uh, six years, six or seven years old. I remember being so exhausted from walking around all the parks. Sure. <laughs> like literally had like shin splints. I have a legendary and disgusting <laughs> story about my senior trip at Disney World. Okay. Okay, so you weren't allowed your keys or access to your room throughout the day. Yeah, when you were supposed to be out and about. Yeah, so between whatever, nine and nine or whatever it was, you're not allowed to go back to your room. Well, we found a way to get 
spare keys. Go to the front desk and get extra <laughs> keys. Because, you know, you want to change. You go to the water park. You don't want to be walking around. Right. It, it was that simple. We weren't doing anything outrageous. Yeah, we yeah, weren't yeah. doing anything outlandish. We were literally just going to change, shit, shower in yeah, our yeah, room. Yeah. So we're not allowed to be there. Well, long story short, one of the four kids in our room decides to get drunk and get caught by all the teachers. He gets caught as the rest of us are in this room, okay? So he's not in the room, but we are. So we get a phone call from our other roommate. Yo, blank just got in trouble. They're probably coming up to the room, all this. So we're panicking. Now, meanwhile, I everybody had to take a shit. I was the third to get to the shit. To get to the shitter. Yes. The shitter got clogged. The shitter on the, was full. The shitter got clogged on the second one. Shitter's full. I got to take a shit. I decide I'm just going to shit right on top of the clogged toilet. Oh, my God. Yes. End it. I'm done. On to the next story. <laughs> that is disgusting. Long story short, after we get the call, after that, we have to deal with this problem. But we get the call, so we run out of the room. I forget the spare key, so when the teachers get to the room... They had a reward waiting for them. Yes, they were able to find the extra key to prove that we were in our rooms when we weren't supposed to. Oh my god! It was bad. Yeah. There was no punishment. Spielberg, the insane shitter. Somehow, the toilet was unclogged when we got back to the room. I don't... Because we had called maintenance, so I guess they showed up when we were gone and fixed it. Oh my god. Yeah. All right, gang. Some more. Not my proudest moment. Back to the Mickey Mouse stuff. We got some interesting Mickey Mouse tidbits here. Mickey Mouse has almost become a slang expression, meaning small time, amateurish, trivial. Apparently, in Ireland and the United Kingdom, it also means poor quality or counterfeit. But in Australia, it can mean excellent or very good. But. This slang term has been used in many movies. In The Godfather Part 2, Fredo's justification of betraying Michael is that his orders in the family usually were, send Fredo off to do this, send Fredo off to do that, let Fredo take care of some Mickey Mouse nightclub somewhere. I love that line, Benny. Yeah. In fact, maybe you got to play it for the VIP listeners. Send Fredo off to do this, send Fredo off to do that. Let Fredo take care of some Mickey Mouse nightclub somewhere. In 1993, Warner Brothers film Demolition Man with Sylvester Stallone. He's fighting a malfunctioning robot, uh, out, uh, you know, an out-of-control artificial intelligence police car. I'm sorry. And he shouts at the system, you know, to try to get this thing to stop. Break! Break! Break now, you Mickey Mouse piece of shit. In uh, the aforementioned Space Jam, Bugs Bunny derogatorily comments on Daffy Duck's idea for the name of their basketball team, asking what kind of Mickey Mouse organization would name a team the Ducks. How classic is that? That's great. And, uh, you know, this was also because it was the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. Yes, you know, that Disney owned and at the Dis- time. And how cool is it that they did that, by oh, the way? Oh, so cool. Beyond cool, yes. man. Beyond cool. Really. 
kudos to them. I would do shit like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's very cool. Yeah, it is. Now, away from movies and away from sports, some facts you may not have known about Mickey Mouse. All mascots, all paid actors that have to play Mickey Mouse at the parks have to practice their signature so it looks uniform, so it looks the same. And, you know, that's no easy task with wearing those big white gloves while you're signing these little booklets for kids. If you want to be the Mickey Mouse mascot at Disney World or Disneyland or wherever, you have to be between the height of 4'8 and 5'2. Walt Disney originally held the patent for Technicolor, meaning that Disney was the only animator who could make cartoons in color. In the 1970s, Mickey released a disco album, which went double platinum. A lot of rappers out there today wish their album could go double platinum. Yeah, definitely. Mickey was the first cartoon character to earn a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. The first two Mickey Mouse movies cost $2,500 to make. Walt Disney said that Minnie and Mickey Mouse are indeed married, although they keep it private and they do not share a home. Boy, that sounds like an open Hollywood marriage to me, gang. Yeah, that's the way to do it, man. Yeah, they got it right. I mean, that's how you make it last for 90 years my, or however long yeah, she's been around. Yeah, my God. Uh, probably like yeah. 80-something because... No, it's his 90th birthday. No, but she they, wasn't uh, around right, because, you know, yeah. Mickey had to Grow enjoy stardom. Yes, You know what yes, I mean? Run around right. town a little bit before he settled down. There are hidden Mickeys all over Disneyland and Disney World. All over the parks, which I really never knew. They hide, like, artwork, I guess. Yeah. And it's kind of cool going in knowing that. Yeah. It's like little know. Easter eggs, exactly. so to speak. Yeah, they throw that type of stuff all over the park, whether it's Mickey, Minnie's, whatever. Mickey Mouse was the first cartoon character to ever speak. And what were his first words? Guess. Hot dogs. Benny, you love hot dogs. Oh, who doesn't enjoy good hot dogs, We were talking about them nonstop on the Halloween man. episode. Absolutely. You wanted the dad to dress up as a hot dog, the kid to be a corn dog. Well, I dressed my dog up as a chili dog. Uh, there you go. Now with the midterm elections coming up. Speaking of elections, Mickey Mouse is the most popular write-in candidate at the voting booth. And we sure do have a lot of Mickey Mouse politicians. Sure. Can you imagine if somehow, some way? More people voted for Mickey Mouse than any real candidate. And, like, what would they do? That would be special. They'd have to have Disney create <laughs> yes. cartoons. A presidential for Mickey. Everything, everything. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah, just, yeah. It's just this cartoon Mickey yes, yes. as president. Yes. Sign me up. That'd be cool. Sign <laughs> me up. Honestly, at this point, it's almost 2019. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's uh, have a cartoon as president. God. Mickey Mouse was inspired by the pet mouse that Walt Disney had as a child. Man, imagine growing up back in the day where, like, that's the type of pet you have to have. So, look. Happy birthday, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, happy, happy 90th. Birthday. He's a, a great American and global icon. Yeah. I would say Mickey Mouse is an American powerhouse. Absolutely. You know, and... He's a cool part of our 
culture, so to speak, yeah. as Americans. No, seriously, he really is. And because of their brilliant merchandising, marketing, and whatnot, he's a cornerstone of the holiday season. Mm-hmm. You know, the Christmas Carol movie, uh, all the Christmas decorations that are Disney-related, which I enjoy. Absolutely. Uh Benny, I thought this was a fantastic episode to transition with November with the 90th birthday leading into our Thanksgiving Day episode. This is good stuff. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And I mean, at the end of the day, Mickey Mouse is truly just inspirational because of what Walt Disney turned a simple cartoon mouse into. into. And that's his famous quote. Yeah. It all started with a mouse. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a great message that... It sends in beautiful things, wonderful things, take time to grow and cultivate and whatnot. So that's an awesome message. And the fact that something so simple, Mm -hmm. like a mouse, can become so damn big. So insanely big. I know. So, So that's awesome, inspirational. Gang, hope you enjoyed the history of Mickey Mouse. We will talk to you again soon. You are now off the mark.